The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon? We hope before this show is over. Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use, and some of us will actually do that. We'll use them and not just sit on our blessed assurance, let's be doers and not hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Uh, if you don't like it, you can come down here and do the show for me. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions like living life as a Christian, that process, that thingy. Have you ever had somebody call you that you really appreciate, love, adore, have a great relationship with, and they're seeking to share and get some input, but you don't have any at the moment, and you're searching for something to say? Have you ever gone through that? Oh, yes, you have. Come on. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to let it die of loneliness. By the way, the answer to that is to be quiet before the Lord and let the Lord give you the instruction, just in case you're wondering. Again, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. You can ask us pretty much anything. I think we're going to take off the table quantum physics because I didn't do that good in my quantum physics class that I never took. But in the meantime, if you want to ask me about Eggs Benedict, here I am right here for you. Also, if you've got praise reports or prayer requests, reach out to us. We will join you in your prayer request, joining our faith with your faith, or in the praise report, we'll celebrate and rejoice with you. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord under one heavenly Father, blood relatives through Jesus Christ, drinking of one Holy Spirit, born-again, Bible-believing Christians. Oh, those born-agains, you better watch them. That's us, and we're going to help one another until the Lord comes back. In the way of reaching out to us, we have three ways. Now, there are more, not free ways, three ways. There are more ways to do it, but we just don't really respond to them quite the same. The first way is to reach out to us by phone. 
You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like catching every green light on a drive. Nice, right? Nice. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483, as Al just did. Hey, can I reach you by text? And then he texts. Of course. 214-210-8483. Don't call that number. Text that number, 214-210-8483. And additionally, you can email me to my 99-cent Chromebook. It's downgrading by the week. Here it is, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org. We will send you to the website. couple things to tell you. Uh, as you know, both books are available free on the website as gifts for anybody that wants to read them. It's not very complex. We also are creating our new video, which it's uh, about halfway done. That's right. Um, it's not supposed to be done for five weeks, <laughs> but, you know. I get ahead. Uh, the printed brochures have arrived. <laughs> so get ready. You're going to be refilling out that form that we have for the Ambassadors Initiative. Yes, you'll have to redo it. Don't worry. It's not complex. And then also a place to give. And why a place to give? Well, that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Because we like paying radio rent, and Dave likes to be able to put gas in his car to go from this studio to his house in Fate, Texas. It's fun, and it's better than riding a bike. Hey, do me a favor. Reach out. Check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Where's the rest of it? I know. You wanted more, huh? Yes. I'm just sitting here waiting for it. Where'd it go? Oh, my goodness. It's like it fell down a, a laundry chute and then missed the barrel and didn't get in there. Um, okay. So a couple of things I do want to update you on. I want to say thank you to everybody who sent a text for Noel for Happy Mother's Day. She is doing her follow-up day <laughs> today. I was telling uh, Captain Chris, she only did... 36 hours in the last three days, not not actually as much as she did last year, which is amazing. And then we don't know the numbers yet or anything, but thank you, everybody, who sent those wishes and uh, those blessings. We appreciate that and the gifts that some of you precious sisters sent. That was also fabulous. You know who you are, so we'll just leave that there. Uh, additionally, like I mentioned, the brochures are printed, so we're going to be getting that fired out to people pretty soon. Uh, I do want to do a prayer for the audience, and I'm going to pray something specific, and then later on we'll pray for Ukraine and the United States. But let's pray for the audience. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for everything because you are fantastic, and we love being your children. It's awesome. Being in a relationship with you is the greatest thing. There is nothing greater on earth than being connected to you. Pray right now for my brothers and sisters who are in you, who are with me, in you, being all about you. To all those people that love, 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 love to connect to you. I just pray, Lord, that you would pour into their hearts a boldness for the faith. 
Many of them need healing. Many of them need physical touch. Many of them need financial blessing. Of course we pray for those things. But we also pray, just as the apostles did, for boldness to be able to share your word and your truth and to represent you wherever we go the best we can. Help us to fulfill that and to honor you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Got that covered? Want to make sure we get everything done? Okay, here we go. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2. This is a phenomenal portion. All this, you know, all. Okay, look, let's be honest. There's parts in Leviticus where it's talking about mold. I don't get as excited teaching. People are like, you should get really excited about that too. Okay, you know what? You teach it and you get excited. Uh, in the meantime, here we are in 1 Peter chapter 2. We're picking it up from, eh, you know, verse uh, you know, 4. We're going to kind of run it through verse 4 and 5 to get to the portion we're getting to. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men, uh, but chosen and precious in God's sight, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 6, and where we're really starting. For it stands or it stands in Scripture. See, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Now, I want you to catch this because I blew it in the reading, so don't miss this. See, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Listen to this. This is the entry point here, talking about Jesus as the living stone. We talked about that last week. We talked about the fact that you're a living stone, but you don't hear a lot about Jesus as a living stone. You hear about the living word. You hear about you know the A and the Z. He doesn't get a lot of props on the living stone line. I think he should. That's just my opinion. Here's what the passage says. The one who believes in him will never be put to shame. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you stay steadfast in your faith and you are immovable, no matter what the world throws at you, no matter what the idiocy of the communication of false prophets is, in all of the different medium formats, wherever they go, you will never be ashamed putting your faith in Jesus. There is no shame in it. There is no wrong in it. There is nothing but right for it. And I want to make sure you understand something, that even if it takes place in the end, Jesus will make sure that everybody knows that he was right and that we are his and our decision to believe in him was right. And that's it. You don't have to have, listen, you might want to back up your words or back up your position and take your stand and be kind of like me, arrogant and goofy and stupid and stuff like that. But Jesus will be the one that makes the declaration to the entire universe beyond simply mankind that there was never a reason to be ashamed in him, that believing in him was the right thing, and he will validate and vindicate his children Period. And just so you can know, just throwing this in as a bonus for you, you and I are actually the fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, where it says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. That's you and me. We're the prophetic fulfillment of Isaiah 26, 
28-16, never ashamed that we believe in Jesus. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background, David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two-thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? That's, so that's cool. Anyhow, there's uh, – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower. <laughs> They're working. It's works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick – was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months, but I thought, this is ridiculous. I got to get rid of this stick. So I looked at the stick, and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can, right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know. So I thought, nah, I can hide karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw, and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute, two minutes? Perfect, two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it (laughs) because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we get ready to offer our first trivia question. Who told the Israelites, I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you? Maybe that better be a little thick on the accent. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org, as the answers are flying in by text. You can always use that. And that's a nice way for people to interact with the show without having to go, well, I don't, I don't want to go in the air. Not with that guy. He's weird. Uh, let's do our DNA. I did find out something absolutely amazing. Did you hear about this? There is new uh, information coming out uh, on Wednesday. Wow. I know. I have no idea what it is, and neither do they, but it's coming. So therefore, how should we function no matter what the new information is? By DNA, what we're built in. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means that no matter what they say or come up with or anybody else comes up with, if you're hanging with JC, I know people hate that. If you're hanging with Jesus every day, it really doesn't matter what they come up with, does it? Because he already knows what the headlines are. So, yeah, that's a good idea. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Just talking about that. Don't be ashamed of what Jesus had to say, no matter the, what the world tries to come up with. And, uh, and yes, the answer is thou shalt not murder. And then also, A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means it's not all about us, which is probably the single hardest part of this. It's one thing to try and draw closer to the Lord. It's another thing to be aware, hey, I should never be ashamed of Jesus. I should never be ashamed of his words. But then to be aware of other people. And how they might need you to be their vehicle or vessel of blessing. That could be a challenge from time to time. Especially for those of us who are more self-centered, like moi. You know, you got to do a better job of thinking about others and caring for others. Okay, the trivia question. We'll try and do it with a little bit of a different accent. Who told the Israelites, I'm now 120 years old. And I'm no longer able to lead you. Who said that? That's a little lighter. You can call in 972. I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to lead you. For those who are going, what did he just say? Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I think I've covered a lot of stuff. I hope I have. Um, let's do this. Let's play, pray for the USA and for Ukraine. I want to make sure we do that uh, because I think that's an important element to do, and especially our country, which seems to be dividing more rapidly on a regular basis. So um, uh, it's not that I, I, I want the Lord's will to be done. Uh, it's just that when the division happens, I'm kind of hoping we're gone. That's <laughs> kind of what I'm hoping for. But whatever the Lord wants, that's how we go about it, right? All right. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We pray for Ukraine. We ask for peace there. Every once in a while, you hear this. we hear this rumor, Lord, about something much worse that could happen, and we're asking you to keep the crazy glue on that situation and not let it uh, 
do what it potentially could do. And please bring your gospel there in that part of the world in such a way that there's an outpouring of your truth and of the declaration of your love and your commitment to mankind in spite of how self-evident it is that we are self-destructive. And we pray for our country here because right now we're having a pretty hard time, especially many of us people who are believers, having any confidence in either the media, the politicians, or anybody that's communicating for that fact. We don't, there's a, a lack of trust. And, and we see this huge division taking place, and this could be all part of your plan. What we're asking for is for you to protect us in this time. Let us stay bold and fervent in your truth, in your word, not backing down from the things that you've set before us, not abandoning the faith once and for all committed to us, but also giving us wisdom as to how to share and not to be as obnoxious as many of us have been. Help us to use wisdom in how we share and present the gospel. We pray for your help. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. People are like, well, that's a weird prayer. Well, we're a weird people. So, so I don't know why that would be that weird. Okay, here we go. Uh, here it is. Wow. This is going to get really specific. People are going to just like, all right. Here's verse 7 of 1 Peter chapter 2. To you who believe then, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. So, and then let me finish this rest of this in, in this verse 8. They stumble because they disobey the message, and to this they were appointed. We will not be getting into the predestination part of the free will part of this text, which is a fabulous portion, but I don't have 16 years to do one verse. What I do have is the ability to make this part clear. There are people that hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to us who have said yes and continue to say yes and will say yes until our dying breath as best we can, we hope to do a little better than maybe some of the people that have gone before us, but we hope to be faithful and diligent to the end. We seek to do that. We entrust to do that. We believe our hearts are before the Lord. We know we have failures, but we also know that he strengthens us by the power of his Holy Spirit inside of us, by the truth and the declaration of Jesus Christ, and by his will and his grace and his purposes for us. For us who believe the stone, the living stone, Jesus, is precious. Now, I know there's a lot of jokes that go with that. Oh, isn't he precious? You know, that kind of thing, right? I get it. I get it. And it, some of those are pretty funny, by the way. But to us, in truth, Jesus is precious. People don't understand that when somebody sings, you know, that, that hymn, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. When we hear that, we go, yeah, there is something about that name. There's just something about Jesus. We love it. That same love that we have and appreciation, other people hear that, hear the name of Jesus and lose it. They reject the cornerstone, and Jesus as a stone becomes a stumbling stone or a rock of offense. And this is a great way for people to really nail down what's, what the truth is or what not. When you're talking to people and you start talking about God and you bring Jesus into the conversation, how do they react? 
Oh, well, I'm not talking about, you know, Jesus or I'm not talking about messengers. You see, that's where you got to watch it. You, I'm always aware that Jesus introduced into a conversation gives you a lot of definition of where people rarely are in regards to him being their redeemer. And you have to be aware that some people love the name of Jesus and some people loathe the name of Jesus. And the people that loathe the name of Jesus, the ones that disobey the message, the ones that see Jesus as a rock of offense, they won't be spending eternity with Jesus. Sorry, that's just, you know. And again, we said it before, we'll say it again. People don't like it when I say it. It's like, it's too bad. This is not a numbers thing. God did not go, I got to win more than the enemy wins for people. That's not how it's going to go. God's like, I'm going into eternity. I'm going to give you this opportunity to be made right with me, reconciled with me. This is through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. You either climb on board and acknowledge Jesus as Lord, or you'll end up going to hell. It's, it's like, okay. And people, some people will joyfully go, nah, I don't believe it. Other people go, I'd rather go to hell. All right, bye. You think, well, that's a, that's a, what kind of attitude is that? The one that God has? It's like, here's your opportunity. Jump on board. I'm giving you a safe, a, a safe place or a, a safety ship. I'm your rescue vessel. I'm your way to get out of this. And some people are so happy to jump on board and so happy that Jesus is their captain. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. They're so excited that Jesus is the captain. But the reality check is some people just can't stand Jesus, and they would actually probably be miserable in heaven with Jesus. So they don't have to go to hell. So what I learned you have to decide for yourself how you think of how you peruse, how you understand Jesus Christ as the rock. Is he a precious cornerstone or is he one that's rejected? Is he a, 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 some, a stone that you will never be ashamed in believing or is he a stone that's a rock of offense? If at any point Jesus becomes a rock of offense to you, then that's the time you can truly evaluate whether you're in or not. But for a true believer, they think of that and they think, no way. I can't wait to hang out with Jesus. It's all I want to do. All right. Uh, trivia. Da, 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 da. I, 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 I almost forgot. Uh-oh. I knocked down my volume. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Uh, who told the Israelites I'm now 120 years old? Well, I am no longer able to lead you. And the answer is our buddy. Mo, as in Moses, not Larry, Mo and Curly. Moses said that. Okay, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. 
Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Job, I want to read Job 325. And I want anybody, look, at, I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's, who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case.